0: Welcome to the Energy News Beat Podcast. My name's Stu Turley, President, CEO of the Sandstone Group. And I mean, I get my Tom Kirkman fix in today. He is a LinkedIn legend. He drives AI nuts. He is known, in my opinion, as the climate pope. He has single-handedly pushed lurch to the side. He now knows more about climate change and energy transition uh, the entire biden administration thank you very much tom for stopping by the podcast
1: wow that's a heck of an intro okay uh i i I, you know that i do try to poke the ai sensors and and poke the biden administration about the stupid energy trenches and and the, the you know the Orwellian Inflation Reduction Act, which is the socialist Green New Deal redux and, and all this other stuff. And I'm just laughing at, uh I mean, th- th- there's so many things to laugh about. One, just the sheer panic that, that the media and the government are trying to push and people are just getting sick of it, that they're pushing back. It's like the world is not ending, guys. So the energy transition, one, it's never going to happen. Two, uh, I'm laughing at these massive wind farms that are going bankrupt and losing a billion dollars, even with 30 to 50 percent subsidies. And they want more. They demand more. And they're they're freaking out. It's like they don't want to be held accountable for environmental regulations in the same vein that, you know, offshore oil and gas platforms do. So they're freaking out. It's like, oh, but, you know, we're green, so we should be exempt from these environmental regulations of where we can lay our subsea cables to get the electricity to shore. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, so right now, the, the the grids, the electric grids in the United States and the EU are both severely screwed. They're so close to, to collapsing if, if there's peak energy uh, right. demand. And all it's going to take is one really cold winter, which this right. winter may or may not be. We've been lucky the last couple winters. Uh, and despite the the media nonsense you hear about, you know this summer, oh, it was the hottest day in the history of the world, and it's like, no, there's one-off days that are super hot, but overall, the last this the winter this year, earlier this year, and the summer this year were much milder than normal. I can right. prove this because energy electric utility companies are having budget cuts because people use less electricity than were budgeted and forecasted this yep. year in 2023. People were using less electricity this during the, the winter and during time. the summer. So the media is full of nonsense. The government's full of nonsense. This
0: All is these the people first time saying, oh, in- it's
1: the hottest year ever. It's nonsense.
0: That's the first time in uh, five to 10 years that's happened.
1: I know this. So I I, I I pay attention to this stuff so that it's not widely known, but it's like all this crap wow. that's coming out of the media, just all, all, all this panic. I mean, you see my LinkedIn headline. It's like, I think it says I have a Ph.D. and it's just nonsense. Hey, and you're it's you're, like, you're, you're you the guys, climate pope. to poke fun of it.
0: You're the climate pope. <laughs> and you've got, what, five, five, over five million impressions on LinkedIn or whatever the number is, man. I, yeah, right.
1: I, Right now, it's about five million, one hundred thousand plus. I, I I haven't really checked lately, but uh, it, it's like it, I'm, I'm laughing at Chicken Little. You know, Chicken Little is running around saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling. It's like I'm just laughing. It's like, no, it's not, you idiot. So but what's happening is what scares me. And uh, honestly, it, we're going to go down the road of Darwin Awards. It's like, how do we get rid of these idiotic governments? They need to, you know, they're, they're committing energy suicide. So that the grids are so overloaded by shutting right. down reliable coal, reliable natural gas, reliable nuclear, and replacing it with unreliable and intermittent wind and solar, and that is a recipe for disaster. And it as is. you keep going down that road, it is inevitable. It will happen. The grids will crash repeatedly. And I'm waiting to see. If this winter is a really, really cold winter, both the US and the EU will have multiple widespread rolling power blackouts that the government can't fix. They created this problem. They're giving subsidies to this. They want this to happen. In my view, the I call them our dear overlords, the the, the people like Klaus Klob- Schwab and all that other stuff that just the real sociopaths that want us to eat bugs and all you know, live in 15-minute cities. These guys are truly evil and they want us to die. Literally, people think I'm joking. No, they talk about population reduction. Let's go down that path. So you remember the Georgia Guidestones before it got blown up. It says the Earth's population should remain uh, at five half a billion, 500 million people in concert with nature. So We're at 8 billion people. They want 90% of the population to die.
0: Yep. That's
1: what they want. It's like it's carved in stone. and It was carved in stone in seven languages. So that, you know, the eating bugs, you can't eat bugs. Bugs have a a toxin in them, which is allergic to humans. It's going to make you sick.
0: Uh, One question. Uh, Did the U.S. sign on to that? I heard the old conspiracy theory that the U.S. signed on to get rid of 78 percent of their population.
1: Uh, I'm not going to say that they've signed on, but the, the 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 ruthless, you know, Super elites. Uh, I mean, B- Bill Gates' father was a huge eugenicist.
0: Right. yes Wasn't he? Look it up. Yes. Look it
1: up. It's very, very plain. Uh, so you've got I mean, Klaus Schwab is Dr. Evil in, in personified. <laughs> I mean, eat bugs, you know, reduce your carbon footprint, don't eat meat, don't eat berry. And the, the EU is starting to go down on this, and they want to replace everything with EVs. Well, EVs have limited range, it's just taking away your freedoms. So What's kind of cool in the U.S., the U.S. has the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. So the Second Amendment backs up the First Amendment. So that's not going to go away regardless. There's so many guns in the United States. There's no way the government is ever going to pull an Australia move and right. have everyone surrender their guns. It's just not going to happen. Maybe in the cities, which may be a good thing. I don't know. The, the cities are have gone completely berserk. berserk. Uh, but out in the rural areas, it's like that's never going to happen. So uh, people are going to start resisting. The economy is going down the toilet. Uh, Part of it has to do with with shipping hundreds of billions of dollars overseas to just horrible places. We should not be involved in Ukraine. We should not be involved in the whole Israel-Palestine mess. We are not involved in the Middle East. We should not be sending money or weapons, my opinion. People say, tell me, and it's like they get really upset sometimes. You must pick a side. It's like, no, I don't. The U.S. does not belong in any of this stuff. Oh, but that... You, you're not making any sense. You have to pick a side. One side is good and one side is not. It's like, no, they both suck. I'm sorry. They're all horrible. They are. I don't like and, either side. So if they want to kill themselves, we should stay out of it and let them do it. I don't care. That sounds really bad, but you know you, what?
0: The Ukraine is a crime end. scene. I mean, it's it, a crime scene. I'm sorry. It,
1: it, <laughs> there it's is a, no the corruption. living in Asia for two decades. You learn. There's no such thing as black and white. Pretty much everything's a shade of gray. And all of these <laughs> conflicts between Russia and Ukraine, I'm sorry, Ukraine used to belong to Russia. And it's it's a domestic quarrel. And it's like, you don't right. ask the police. You don't want to get involved in domestic quarrels. They're really, really messy. People don't make sense. Right. Just let them get on with it. And the U.S. should stay out of it. So the same thing with the whole Israel-Palestine mess. I'm sorry, both sides suck. The, neither of them are white hats or good. They both suck and i don't care if people get you people can come and all you want we should not be involved in this
0: um i i feel sorry for both sides and it's yeah. the palestinians do not deserve their leadership they got voted in once and never had yes. another election and so i'm a humanitarian the people don't deserve their governments apparently. i agree I agree, but the, the, the people terrible. need to
1: rise up against the government. And I'm not calling for revolution, but they need to vote these guys out. Exactly. So until that happens, and I'm not holding my breath, they're just going to continue fighting. So this is a nonstop, never-ending war. It's there's all sorts of politics and religion which will never, ever, ever see eye to eye. They will always fight. So, right? Why are we encouraging this? Why are we? Why is the U.S. trying to start World War three by you know funding both sides?
0: There's a real history behind the Abrams Accords uh, that actually started, Tom. The saying, hey, wait a minute, we might see some headway, but there are some other back players behind it that said, no, not today. <laughs> so, you know, war oh is very profitable.
1: Goodness. So the, the war machine in the United States after, you know, the whole conflict in Israel, Palestine started up, their stocks are, are soaring. So war is very profitable for the companies yeah. that manufacture the, the instruments of death. So it's like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm, I'm so upset and disappointed with the current U.S. government. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, they both yes. suck. It's a uni party. It's two wings of the same bird. Both sides are corrupt with very, very, very few exceptions. Uh,
0: uh, I know we're off topic. Uh, I want your opinion on this, though, Tom. Uh, I, I, I we'll, we'll swing back to energy. Yep. But, but the January 6th got me worked up when uh, our new, house, uh, new speaker released yep. the January 6th. It's not anywhere on the mainstream media. We saw yep. that it was a setup. Yep. And it it also, if you thought Matt Gates was a a horrible person for what he did, it all and now it's coming to light that our old speaker uh, was actually a horse's ass. And because this should have been released and we have innocent people in jail. I know and the amount of feds that were there are just now coming to light and it's not in the mainstream media. This is despicable.
1: I was aware of this years ago. Uh, I've been following this on anonymous forums and I've been I've been on anonymous forums since the turn of the century before the turn of the century. So I'm, I'm very familiar to. Uh, Basically, uncensored, anonymous forums, and you can probably guess what they are. For example, right. 4chan, you know, it's like it, 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 it's stupid stuff. But, you know, some of the smartest people I know are on forums like that, that, you know, that they, they've there's a lot of junk out there, but there's some real gems in there. And it's like people just refused. You, you will get savagely torn apart for lying or, you know, posting stuff that is completely wrong. And they will just dig in like a, you know, like a dog chomping on a pork chop. It's like they're just not going to let go. So I, I know about this. Uh, it's never going to get resolved. The, the, uh, uh, I can't fix this. I don't see it ever being resolved. I don't believe that the the proper people will ever be held accountable. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just the way the politics work, because don't look at the Republicans to fix this, because they are just as corrupt as the Democrats in a different way. The Republican Party basically wants fundraising and money the democrats basically want power and control less 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 about the money but it's about the power and control and laws wow. and restrictions and censorship and the republicans use everything to do fundraising they want to get rich so the, the the both the democrats and republicans are private parties there's no nothing in the constitution that says these political parties need to even exist why can only democrats or republicans hold office. They're private political for profit, for power and control, uh, parties. That, that, that's the way wow. it is around, uh, most of the world. So for example, let me compare this with Singapore and the, the, the People's Action Party, the, the, the ruling power in Singapore is basically a, a dictatorship. But you know what? Mostly it's a benevolent dictatorship for the most part. As long as you toe the line, you right. won't get in trouble, but it's really, really strict. You can't, you know, throw a cigarette butt on the ground. You can't have chewing gum. There's all sorts of these rules, but You know what? It's safe. It's quiet. The government is looking out for most of the best interests of the people, while, of course, the people in power get rich. But that's that's what politics is for. Politics is all about power, money and control. Power first, money and control.
0: But at least the people are safe and they're being taken care of. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yes. So that's why I said I'm trying to compare this with what's going on right now. Biden was installed the, the the elections were a joke. That's my opinion, and I have strong opinions about this. But Biden was contr- installed to continue what Obama was doing, and Obama was installed to destroy the United States. I mean, I mean, literally destroy the United States. So this is this is Obama's third term. Biden is just a, a useless puppet, and he was installed to make deliberate destruction look like stupidity and incompetence. It is an act. He is there to destroy the United States. Why do you think the southern border is open and all these military? Men keep coming over. It's primarily military age men. You look, you look at the hordes of people that are coming in, the millions and millions of people that are flooding through the borders. You don't see the women and children mostly. You mm-hmm. see hordes and hordes of military age men coming in who are mostly hostile to the U.S. that want a free handout. And I'm just wondering what is going to happen. So I hold my breath. I don't know if there's actually going to be elections in the U.S. in 2024. I believe there will be a false flag event. I don't know what it will be. I don't know. Can't predict but everything is pointing to the elections are not going to be allowed to proceed. That's what I see. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, have, I I have, I have bizarre feelings about Trump. Out he out had here. his chance and uh, I, I'm very disappointed in, in what happened. Uh, we'll see. So back to energy because people are going to get really pissed off when they hear, you know, we're, oh, we're going on the politics thing. It's like, okay, I have strong feelings about it, but you know what? Energy is mixed in with politics. And right now the inflation reduction act slash green new deal it is a political construct designed to destroy the energy supply in the United States. It is a deliberate destruction of reliable energy in the United States it and is. it benefits China. China has clearly compromised Biden and the Biden family.
0: We everything saw that, this, that they're this, doing
1: with the Inflation Reduction Act benefits China. This, in, this
0: past week, they they gave everything away.
1: Yes, I know. Again, Biden is compromised and the puppet masters behind Biden are compromised. This is not accidental. It is the deliberate destruction of America made to look like incompetence and stupidity. Wow. That's my view. And I'm not going to back off on this. I don't care how many people get upset. This is my view. This is what I see.
0: This is validated. I never thought that I would see the Biden administration force one of our military men to hold a China- flag that you saw the, ha, that makes me so disappointed and angry it, it's disgusting i'm sorry
1: you saw the pictures of the parades in san francisco or whatever it was all you see is hordes and hordes of china flags not a single american flag i did not see a single one all how i about, saw was chinese flags held by americans that's like america is lost
0: I, I so enjoy our conversations, but both of us get all worked up and lathered up for our podcast listeners. Both I've got foam rolling all over like a like a rabbit dog. This is disgusting.
1: It is. And I, I, this is why when I write posts, I, I most people know, I, I don't know what I'm going to write. Just, just like what I'm talking here, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. So when I type, <laughs> I can, because of my dyslexia, I can only type one finger at a time. Uh that's just the way it goes. I, I wish I could type with even two fingers, but I can't. I can only type with one finger. So I just start typing and whatever comes oh, out comes wow. out and then I hit send. Sometimes I have to go back because I don't I get so impatient sometimes. I don't check to see if I've got typos, but I, I generally don't generally don't go back and edit the content of my post. Maybe I'll fix up a typo or I made a punctuation mistake because I didn't right. bother to check it before I hit send. I just <laughs> send. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, even my, my (laughs) shit posting, it's like, I view my shit posting as just as valid as my serious posts about international oil and gas, because I've written literally more than 25, probably close to 30,000 comments about international oil and gas in the last 10 years or so. I started off on oil pro, uh, and I I had 8,000 comments there before it got closed down. And I still know a lot of people from oil pro the the oil pro crowd that got shut down and then I went over to oil price Forum, And I had... Eight thousand posts and comments there as well, so that's sixteen thousand. I've been on LinkedIn for probably a, a a decade, and I've I've got way more than ten thousand posts on LinkedIn oh. in in the last ten years. I I, I normally write something every day, so I, I I know my way around international oil and gas and all the politics that goes with it, and I have really strong feelings about it. And I love writing about it. At my age, it's like I write to keep my mind active and. I, I just write what what I want, and I also have fun poking the the censors on LinkedIn. But you know what? I had practice in Asia where you can get a knock on your door from the police if they, if you write something the government doesn't like. It's a very real risk, even if you're an expatriate. It's like, hey guys, calm down. So right. it, it's a fun game, and I, I chose LinkedIn rather than uh, Twitter. Twitter is one short form, and two that. For me, LinkedIn is the censorship is a challenge. Can I get these ideas across without getting censored? So I have to do wordplay and lewd and do the, you know, the verbal dance. And sometimes I'll come out and, and say stuff and sometimes I'll drop the F bomb bomb. And, you know, it's like, OK, let me go back and, and edit that out a little bit. So, you know, because people say you shouldn't be swearing on LinkedIn. like, why uh, I do in real life. So this is this is the way I am. But I'm trying to get these ideas out to people and more and more. I, I, I keep thinking I have like these ideas that nobody's going to agree with. And I sometimes I go on a rant and it's like, I'm just surprised at how much support I get from just so many people. It's like, you're right, Tom. People are waking up. People are not paying attention to CNN and MSNBC and the, the Biden administration and or Congress. It, 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 it even, even Congress is not listening to FERC. So FERC had told back in May, they testified formally testified to congress that the the u.s electrical grid is so overloaded and so strained that all it's going to take is uh intense demand and there will be uh energy shortages which is a nice polite way of saying repeated rolling power blackouts so we're going back to that again if we have a cold winter this year this will call a stop to this insane inflation reduction act which is just socialism. Pushed, you know, to, to push electric vehicles, which are a control mechanism, uh, rather than industrial, you know, internal combustion cars, uh, limited range EVs, you know, it, it, cold weather, it, it all, all shuts down, lack of charging stations, and it's going to hamstring people. So, and then replacing reliable natural gas, coal, and nuclear with wind and solar is a recipe for disaster. And it's only a matter of time before it collapses in a heap. And I would rather have that happen sooner rather than later. If we wait and it doesn't happen until five years from now, it's gonna be so far down the road. There's gonna be right. so many closed down natural gas and coal and nuclear. Just getting this started up again with all the regulations is just impossible. So China benefits from this. They're, they're basically supplying 80% of the supply chain of all this crap for wind and solar and EVs and batteries and all this other stuff. So China is getting rich while the U.S. is committing energy suicide. So is the e- European Union. And I have really strong feelings about this. This is not accidental. These leaders are compromised. They have been bought out and we're gonna, you know, you wanna go down, bought out? So Epstein, Epstein was most likely a Mossad op. And they uh, so many politicians and so many rich people are compromised by being caught on tape. And this goes back to the days of, you know, Playboy. Uh, Hugh Hefner was a, a CIA op. And so many com- you know politicians got compromised on, on tape. <laughs> so Epstein is just a, a more involved op designed to compromise politicians. So once the politicians are bought, uh, they have to do whatever they're being told. So uh, that's just my opinion. I can't prove it, but it's like, you look at the, the evidence and it's like, this is just so obvious. Why is the Epstein, you know, flight log never really been... Released, you know, you can see pictures of Epstein next to Kamala Harris. I have it. I've seen it. I've seen some of the stuff that was on Hunter's laptop, and I'm not going to get into it. And I can't even discuss what I've seen, but it's just horrific. Some people have seen it, and I, I refuse to download it to my my computer or anything, just because it is so blatantly illegal. But I've seen it. So Biden is so compromised; it's insane. Not just Hunter, but I'm talking our quote unquote President Biden right now. He is so compromised. He is, he is selling out and has already sold out to the United States, to China. In my viewpoint, I can't prove it, but the the, the the logic, the signs are all there. All this crap that they're doing, opening the southern borders, letting floods of people in, trying to reduce guns uh, uh, so that people can't defend themselves, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, EVs, compromising our power supply. Uh, the United States has hundreds of years worth of natural gas. Why are they shutting it all down? And trying to replace it with electricity, which is fleeting and transitory and making all these uh, batteries and all that stuff. And I'm not a fan of Elon Musk either. Uh, I believe he is controlled opposition. Uh, I like what he's done with Twitter, but that's – if you listen to the other stuff that he's doing, he is not a nice person. I'm sorry. He's a very, very smart person, but he is gaming the system, and he exists solely because of subsidies. You take subsidies away, Elon Musk fails. All of his all of his companies that he's doing isn't, fails without all the subsidies.
0: Isn't the CEO of Twitter a ex-director of the World Economic Forum?
1: I'm not sure they have. Well, I know Trudeau is. He was in the Young Leaders Forum, the, the uh, Ursula von Doom. I can't remember her last name in the EU. Ursula <laughs> von something <laughs> or <von> other. Doom. <laughs> That's what I call her. I, I can't remember her last <laughs> name, but it's true. She's evil. She she's a true sociopath. Trudeau yeah. is a sociopath. Uh, Gavin Newsom in California is a sociopath. He's got this wonderful evil grin. It's just it's just th- this is the mark of a sociopath who's also a narcissist and he's so happy with himself. And he just thoroughly wow. enjoys destroying the lives of other people with a smile on his face. Trudeau's exactly the same way. He has successfully destroyed Canada. Biden was installed to destroy the United States and he's doing a bang up job. And I'm not going to apologize for my views here. If you can prove me wrong, go ahead. Please tell me what are the wonderful things that Trudeau has done? What are the wonderful things that Biden has done? The economy is in a mess, regardless of what the polit, you know, whatever the politicians and newspapers say. I'm sorry, inflation is out of control. When people go grocery shopping, they can't afford groceries. The inflation, just printing money out of thin air, the the fiat money is. They've ruined the dollar. They're in the process of ruining the petrodollar because all these using the dollar is is a blunt weapon of mass destruction against countries that the United States does not agree with. It's been abused so much against Iran, Venezuela, Russia. Not that I'm saying their governments are, are good. They're bad. They're, they're horribly corrupt governments. I'm, I'm not about that. I, I've been all over the world. People are nice. Governments suck mostly. I have a I've, I've respect for a few Scandinavian governments. That's, they generally can do good things. Uh, but that that's a tiny minority. Most governments around the world suck, but most people around the world don't. You talk to people. I agree. Uh, and it, if you're not a dick to people when you're visiting their country, they're nice, they're friendly. They'll get along with you. It's like, hi, how you doing? Uh, as long as you make the effort of being nice and smile, they will be nice and smile back, mostly. Unless, well, New York, that's a different story, but uh, I lived 10 years in New York, so <laughs> I can be a gruff New Yorker too. But <laughs> using the dollar is a weapon. It's been so abused and it is horrified when when the U.S. seized all those U.S. dollars from Russia, illegally seized their bank accounts. Other countries around the world were horrified. It's like, you know, if I get on the wrong side of the U.S., they can do the same thing to us. So this is why you see the massive expansion of BRICS. So there's 19, I, th- I think it's 19 other countries that want to f- formally applied or, or expressed uh, they want to join BRICS. So Saudi Arabia is a key one. Uh, if Saudi Arabia, you know, formally joins BRICS along with being an OPEC, it, the, there's going to be a convergence between OPEC plus countries and the BRICS plus countries. And what's going to happen is the US dollar and the petrodollar will lose clout. It won't happen overnight. And I'm not saying the US is going to be bankrupt. Well, the US is already bankrupt. They just keep printing money to out of thin air. But the pushback, if you remember the non-alignment organizations decades ago, U.S. did not want to get, many countries did not want to get involved in the Cold War between Russia and the United States. So there was a non-alignment movement of, uh, we're not going to side with either, we're going to remain neutral. So you right. had India, you had all these countries around the world that just don't want to get involved in this fight. So now you see the U.S. is, is funding these, these battles in Ukraine, and now the uh, Israel- Palestine mess. I mean, the U.S. is funding both sides. It's like this is a literal war machine. More and more, I, I view BRICS Plus as a sort of a political non alignment pushback of countries that are horrified about how the U.S. petrodollar has been weaponized and they want to come up with something else. I don't know what they're going to come up with. I don't know. But what's going to happen is the use of the U.S. dollar for buying oil is going to diminish and the key driver is yeah. going to be Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia is pretty pissed off at Biden. And
0: yes. Now, once, now let me throw once, this in just real quick. Yep. Uh in the last the EU is trying to put in more sanctions. You gotta love the Ursula again. Um <laughs> the, they're trying to sanction now uh Russian uh uranium. Uh Russia and India have successfully been trading above the sanctions for. Uh, the sanctions, and India's buying everything they can. Russia has been successful in avoiding those. They've had a great fiscal uh, year on that. So I think that your point being on BRICS is right through the goalposts. You're on. But I think in in getting to the next one, people are starting to use either the yuan or the ruble or – the Indian, they're starting to use currency mm-hmm. between each other, and there's That's what Bricks a, is for. A, a, and there, the Chinese and Bricks, Bricks Plus, is also setting up the Swift counterpart. So you have the Dark Fleet, you have the Swift counterpart, and it's already moving. And then I just interviewed George McMillan. You will love this interview and he came in with a validation of just about everything you had. My my two-hour interview with him is being released this week, and everything that you have said is now validated with this guy. I mean, in a different way. I don't, I don't think you know him, and I, don't. I, I, I can't wait because I would love to have a conversation with you and George together on the same thing. This would be a hoot. So I, I hate to interrupt on you on there, but your validation point is in about 16 different ways with this, all these threads that I'm watching. So anyway, sorry for interrupting.
1: No, it's fine. And the thing is, I've made this, I've posted this publicly, repeatedly. So I know my brain is wired differently from other people. I view things differently from other people due to my dyslexia. And I've got autism as a spectrum. I'm on the very low end, but I have very obvious autistic tendencies. (laughs) Uh, So, and I'm also ambidextrous. I was born left-handed and forced to become right-handed. And I had some things I do left-handed, right-handed. It's, my brain is just all screwed up. So I know that I view things differently and I view all these as assets. For a long time, I viewed them as liabilities. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I just view things differently. My brain thinks differently from other people. So all the stuff I've just rattled off the top of my head right now, these are just my observations. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I'm open to, If if you think I'm wrong, then
0: Absolutely. tell me how I'm wrong.
1: Please tell me how I'm wrong. So my, my, I've told you this before. My tagline when I was a moderator on the two oil and gas forums was just my opinion. As always, you are free to disagree. I'm not telling people what to think, although it may come off that way. I'm just spouting off. This is the way I see things. You are free to argue. You are free to, uh, counter me. We can get into arguments. Uh, But I usually don't go too far down the road with people who uh, I'm very much pro oil and gas. And I don't see currently I don't see anything replacing oil and gas. And so anyone who says, oh, yes, uh, wind and solar will replace oil and gas. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to talk to you. So I just block people. It's like I'm not going to talk to a brick wall. If if you honestly believe the world is ending due to climate change and CO2 and that you can save the world by, you know, shutting down oil and gas and and nuclear and switching everything to wind and solar. I'm sorry, you're a moron. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just, if if you honestly believe this, you can have that opinion, but I'm not going to waste my time talking to you because clearly we're never going to see eye to eye. And I post constantly, look, if you don't like what I'm saying, please block me. You know, I don't want to upset you. I, I don't need your audience. I'm writing mostly for me, for my own amusement. That's why I write. I write for my own amusement to keep my my brain occupied. And I love seeing the comments, whether it's about international oil and gas, but I really have a hoot when I'm doing the shit posting. It's like I just post stupid stuff and then people play the game. And it's like, it's just a game of who can post the stupidest stuff in the comments. So it's like they come I'm up with comments like, and, and I just go with it. It's like, okay, I'll, and I do it. Usually I got busted.
0: Like, Tom, I got busted the other day. I was rolling on the floor, reading your <laughs> trail, uh, you know, what, what was going on in there. And I just was rolling and everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching shit posting.
1: <laughs> People need to laugh. There's You're so serious. much crap in the world. Yeah. Let's just have silly stuff. You're not allowed to laugh anymore. Oh, everything is the sacred. And oh, you must be serious about everything. And oh, you must take a side. And oh, fight, fight. Yeah, I get tired of that after a while. So laughing is essential. It's good for health. It relieves stress. So... Uh, my view is shit posting is just as essential as my serious posts about oil and gas and climate and energy and governments. Uh, and I I freely invite people to block me. You don't like what I'm saying I upset you Well, it's better if you just yeah. block me because I'm not gonna stop talking
0: you know I'm just me, not think, I'm not gonna I stop writing. I think this is our third podcast that we've. Fourth, recorded. I think. Fourth. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I got to get my Tom fix a little more often. So, um, And, and uh, my the folks that have been uh, hopping on the podcast thoroughly enjoy you. I, I have gotten oh. great feedback on your episodes. So you are a, a selfishly a treasured uh, guest, uh, you know, so. And, and I'm going to start teasing uh, your episodes as uh, I have the Pope of climate on. And, and uh, you know, the Pope de climate. When are you going to go hang out in the Vatican with that evil son of a gun?
1: Ooh, uh, the <laughs> anti-Pope? Ooh, that's a <laughs> evil, nasty person. I, I don't yeah, know what happened. i, don't, I, don't I have nothing against me, the but... Catholic Church, but this guy is just like, what are you doing? You wow. Are... Uh, so the Pope is now commenting on climate that that's I, I don't sorry. get it that, that's I, stupid. I don't get it.
0: I love the cat I have uh, I, I love religion. I love I don't care what religion it is. I love studying religion. Uh, I was
1: at church this morning had a great sermon uh, so uh, I, I do, people probably want it's like really yeah, yeah, even with my cursing and swearing but you know most people don't know this. I was raised most of my schooling was private religious schooling and I was going to be either a Christian day school teacher or a minister. And I Why, got kicked I out of my second year.
0: Coming, <laughs> I, I I got kicked
1: out of after my second year in university, the the religious university, for uh, questioning the professors on doctrines. And I, I would say, where 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 is this doctrine in the Bible? I that if you think about it, so I I, I would have made probably a terrible minister or terrible Christian teacher because. I expect I, people, my view is God gave me a brain and I expect he wants me to use it. So I tell people, and I, I've i actually done some teaching before. Uh, I did teaching for a year, uh, teaching English as a second language when I was in Malaysia. And I taught Iranian students and I taught South Korean students. The South Koreans were grade school and high school and the Iranians were adults because uh, Iranians wow. can go to Malaysia without a visa for six months. So, I, and I would teach them and I would, te- I would teach the, the South Korean students, Uh, question everyone question everything question your parents question your teachers question me question all authority and realize south korea is almost as rigid as japan japan is probably the most cohesive rigid country in the world maybe north korea is more so but it is very same race same culture you're not allowed to you know you, you respect to authority you don't question your elders all this other stuff so i'm telling these students uh Question everyone. Question everything. If it seems wrong, it probably is. If it sounds stupid, it probably is. And you know what? Just keep digging. So find what interests you and pursue it, no matter what anybody tells you. And if people tell you to stop questioning, question more. Why are that? Why are they asking you to stop questioning? That's what science is. It's finding. It's curiosity. And I, I, I would get parents of students coming up to me, and it's like you know, I'd get worried. It's like hey, shit, and these um, and parents are probably going to get really pissed off and throwing these ideas of. Using your brain to think and asking questions and exploring and being curious and, uh, you know, refusing to back down if you find something interesting. And the parents were like, I don't know what you've done to my son or daughter, but it's fabulous because this is the first time in their life these kids are being told question, ask questions and just refuse. If it sounds stupid, if it sounds silly, if it sounds ignorant, it probably is So just keep asking questions. And the more you get told to stop asking questions, just like this climate change, why am I not allowed to ask questions? If this is settled science, why are we not allowed to question the science? That's the exact opposite of science. So this climate change bullshit, you're not allowed to question. Oh, it's settled that the climate is changing. No, it's not. You morons. You are the, the epitome of chicken littles. You are just running around thinking that the acorn on your head is the, the sky literally falling on you. It's like, I'm sorry, the world is not ending. What might end is World War Three and a nuclear war. And that is very, very scary to me. But I can't stop that. But you know what? This climate change panic hysteria bullshit, it has to stop. And probably the only way it's going to stop is multiple repeated Rolling power blackouts in first world countries in the Western world because they have totally screwed their electric grid. So EVs are not going to happen. There, there's not enough charging station. The electric grid simply cannot be improved enough. David Blackmon and Arunislav have, have gone off on this, you know, in all the details. I, much better than I can, but it simply can't happen. So you want to talk about, OK, so you, you've got a new solar power farm or a new wind turbine farm. So you got to build a new substation to hook this into the grid. So, right. okay, let's look at the lead times for the materials. Circuit breakers, industrial circuit breakers have lead times of 2 years to 4.5 years. Circuit breakers. You can't it, you know that okay, so electrical transformers, 2 to 4 years. And the the lead times keep pushing up because what's happening is there's a certain capacity to manufacture these industrial goods and the demand has quadrupled or even more so. In the space of the last couple of years, they can't manufacture more of these. You can't build a new factory to make more of these because it takes years to build these factories. So the demand has gone up. So the prices have skyrocketed. The lead times have gone out because let us say you can manufacture a uh, thousand electrical transformers in a year, and you've got a thousand customers that that want these. Cool. What happens when you've got ten thousand customers that want one thousand of these? This is what we're seeing in wind and solar. And you've got these small little startup companies that think they're going to get massively wealthy and rich. All they've got to do is make a new solar power farm or, or uh, wind wind farm, either onshore or offshore and offshore. Offshore wind is probably the most expensive way in the world to burn electricity, somebody pointed out. Well, actually, you can make a more expensive way if you just make a, uh, an oven and burn dollar bills to uh, create the the steam to to you know generate the turbines, uh, uh, make the turbines wind. But wind, offshore wind is incredibly expensive. They've got 30 to 50% subsidies, and they're still failing. So this is the only reason offshore wind exists in any shape or form is due to massive government subsidies, and they're still going bankrupt. And they are not held to the same environmental standards as offshore oil and gas. I know this. They don't have to do the same environmental impact. I I can prove that because what's happening with all these whales washing up dead?
0: Yeah, David Black. If that was oil and gas, if
1: offshore oil platforms were causing dead whales, just imagine the screaming that would be going on. Oh, but no. Oh, wind, we're green. No, you're not. You're just greedy subsidy rent seekers that want all this money from the government and you don't give a toss about being green or reliable or anything. I can say this because I was a project manager to install a solar power farm in Upper Peninsula in Michigan about three years ago, four-year, I lose track. Uh, so we installed 20,000 solar panels. And the only thing wow. driving this was we had to get it done before the end of the year because the tax subsidies from the government, I believe it started at about 20% uh, tax subsidies. Yeah. Uh, and then every year that that subsidy would be reduced by 2%. So if you've got a $100 million solar power farm and you're getting 20% tax rebate. That's a chunk of money. And they freak out because the, the turnover date where it gets reduced 2% every year, if, if you reduce this and, and you miss that date, you're, you're losing how much money. And um, if you, if it slips and, and, two years, which is, hap- which is happening right now, these, these offshore wind farms and a lot of these massive solar power farms, they're slipping not just one year, but two years. And all this money that they thought, one, they're not getting the revenue that they thought would be rolling in for the next 20, 30 years. Uh, and their shareholders are getting pissed, but they're also losing out incrementally every year on the amount of subsidies being thrown at by the government. So this inflation reduction act is simply a giveaway to EV companies, uh, which, uh, which is making China rich and making, you know, uh, us poor. It's like, why would you want to buy? Why would you want to buy an EV? I don't get it. It, they're more expensive. They're unreliable. They've got limited range. There's not enough charging stations. Uh, what happens when you run out of power and you can't get out of the car because the door won't open and the windows won't roll down? I, no, thank you. I don't want it. So all oh, of these okay. cottage industries that that are here for rent-seeking, and I'm, I'm very blatant about this, these are rent-seeking companies. They are not concerned about the environment. They're not concerned about green. They're all concerned about getting subsidies and then having money roll in for the next twenty or thirty years, it it is not environmentally friendly. It yeah. is not. Solar power panels are toxic. The the wind turbine blades are toxic. That it's killing wildlife both onshore and offshore. So,
0: it, it, you know, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. There's it, two things. It's sad. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up too. Yeah. Um, I, I you're not the only one that <laughs> it deserves to be worked up. There's a second order of magnitude that I saw. I think it was up in, it wasn't Pennsylvania, but it was one of them where they said they're having a mosquito outbreak because all the wind farms are killing the bats. And I'm like, oh, geez, I didn't see that one coming. Do you know how the
1: bats are being killed? It's not that they run into the blades. They don't.
0: How do they get killed then? Same,
1: Same thing with a lot of the birds. And the thing is, it's not just birds. It's the the type of birds. It's the raptors, the eagles, the the important birds, not sparrows. They got a bounty on them. Sparrows or pigeons. Yeah, kill them. So here's what happens. When these giant wind turbines are spinning, it creates a vacuum behind them, just like, okay, and then if a bat or bird flies through them, their lungs explode because they've got a sudden change, a massive change in air pressure. And what I happens is their lungs explode to the massive, short, abrupt change in air pressure in the wake behind the wind turbines. Google it. Prove me wrong. Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> it's me not me like wrong. the stupid birds are running smack into a blade. That's not what's happening. It
0: is that
1: explains. It's the physics involved in a massive drop in air pressure and the lungs of the bats and the birds can't handle it. And the lungs explode. That's not a very nice way to die. That must be horribly excruciating. And their lungs explode and then they fall out of the air. It's not like people portray, oh, the stupid bird ran into this rotating, huge, giant thing. It's like, how can they not see that? No, that is not what's happening. This is why so many bats are dying. Their lungs explode. So I did not bats, know that. Bats and raptors are the, are the ones that, that that fly up there high. Uh, it's just horrible. And whales, they get thrown off by uh, one when they're when they're doing the, you know, subsea explorations and sonar and all these explosions. It throws off their internal, you know, sound systems. Da- yeah. David uh, Blackman
0: but, and Megan Lapp uh, did a great job on that. Yep. I had her on my I, podcast I read as well. And but David's notched it up with her. Uh, on on the right whales and everything else we i love resources like david blackman and megan lapp sorry didn't mean to throw that in but
1: david's a smart cookie i, I don't really know megan uh but I, i've been reading david i'm a, I'm a paid i'm a paid subscriber to david blackman and arena uh have been for a while arena great? is my second year with her uh and i, I support their work it's like uh, yes there there's what they're one of the few people who I will shell out of my pocketbook to support these guys because they're doing important yeah. work. I don't have a sub. Uh, I, well, I, actually, I do have a sub stack, but I don't write there. I, I, I like the challenge of writing on LinkedIn, which has sensors. I, I wouldn't be the same writing on sub stack because it's like on, on LinkedIn, I have to dance to the sensors. And it's like it, it's a challenge to come up with something that people will hopefully find interesting and not get too pissed off about it. And it's like, in these podcasts, it's like, yes, yep. I can use not naughty words because that's the way I'm in real life. It's like, I'm sorry, uh, this is the way I talk. So anyway, the, these these wind farms, both onshore and offshore, are are causing massive wildlife losses and they are not held to the same environmental and HSE type of accountability that, uh, that, wind, uh, that, that oil and gas and nuclear are, clearly. So again, just... If, if, if offshore oil and gas platforms were causing hundreds of whales to die, there would be a massive outrage. Why is offshore wind allowed to get away with it? Because they're know. a protected class. Hey, uh, hey Tom, uh,
0: we, yep. we got about 10 more minutes here. Oh, Okay, yep. Time flies with you. I feel like we just sat in, and I, I really appreciate you, your humor, your leadership, your knowledge. I don't mean to be too nice to you because I want you to come back. I want to you know, I, I know that you thrive on on uh, uh, that. And I love your title, the popage of uh, of of climate.
1: Um, Clearly, I'm not job hunting. I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm comfortable where I am. And it's like, you know what? So many people have stupid, boring job titles on LinkedIn. And it's like, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. want to do that.
0: No, um, I, I've got to be somewhat politically correct. In fact, my partner, Michael Tanner, who I dearly love, just gets really irritated when he sees me comment on some of your stuff. And he's like, quit it. I love Tom, but you've got to be a little more corporate. And I'm like, well, I hate it. <laughs> he's my conscience.
1: Uh, well, so I, I-, I clearly don't have one because I'm a horrible, <laughs> evil, nasty person who questions the settled science. It's like, holy crap. This is a horrible excommunication device. It's like, how dare you question the science? Well, that's what science is, you morons. This is what science is, asking questions. And you just don't stop asking questions. And there is no such thing as settled science. It's an oxymoron and it's only, well, Morons believe there is such a thing as settled science. I'm sorry, I can say that because it's true. Go ahead, prove right. me wrong. Anyway, I, back no. to you. You, 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 you were, were going to say something probably important, and I cut you off. I, I'm,
0: I, I, I'm old. I did a squirrel. I, you and I have many of the same uh, attributes of everything from uh, attention span to uh, being ambidextrous. I played many of my sports right-handed, but I am left-handed. Uh, I am not truly a hundred percent, but I'm close. So uh, I don't have the same. I have the multi-threading problems uh, that have been going on my entire life, and I think that's why we see things. It, it's like why my news site is doing so well is because you have to look at multiple threads, second order of a, uh, of of uh, impact and of uh, the way things are going. So you can't just say climate change and here's the basics. You got to look at why things are going. And that's one of the reasons that people need to follow you on LinkedIn is because your stuff is you got to look at all phases of everything every because it's all related and it's really scary. Like the Bushes, Uh, the Bushes and uh, the Obama's uh, dad have relations and I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, Holy smokes. This is frightening.
1: The bushes were evil. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I I'm unreserved in this. So uh, I'm not going to get into the details. Just going to get people oh no. upset. And it's like, you can oh do no. your own research. It's like, th- th- I, I was th-
0: disappointed so to find out.
1: <laughs> let me, let me just piss off a whole bunch of people right here, right now. So, uh, <laughs> um, Putin, um <laughs> I respect the guy. Yes. Not that he's a nice guy. I'm not saying that. He's an evil bastard. I get it. But you know what? He is doing what a president of a country is supposed to do, which is looking out after the interests of most of the people in his country. He has right. huge popularity in the United States or in, in in his country, United States, Russia. He has people like him because he is are you trying to do the right mush? thing. NATO – Pushed this whole war in Ukraine. NATO kept breaking their promises repeatedly. They crossed the red line that that Putin repeatedly stated, don't keep expanding NATO right on my back door and put missiles right next to my border. So right. he does. He He's doing the same thing. It's like, what would happen if Russia put a whole bunch of missiles in Mexico uh, right on the southern border? How would the United States react? Well, that's exactly what happened in Russia. So I'm not saying Russia is right. But you know what Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world definitely the the most corrupt country in in in, a, in the area of Europe uh, it's just a money laundering thing uh, and so I I interviewed a former prime minister uh, Mahathir Mohammed, and you know what I think he's probably the most intelligent man I've ever spoken to in wow. my life he is my view is he was essentially a benevolent dictator yes he made himself filthy wow. rich But you know what? He dragged the country of Malaysia up from a third world swampland, put it on the map, set up the national oil company, uh, made the Twin Towers, which at that time were the tallest in the world, and made something of the country. Yes, he enriched himself. But that's what all politicians everywhere in the world do. They enrich themselves and their family, power, money, and control. There's no escaping this. But he genuinely wanted to improve the life of so many of his citizens. And that is what a president or a benevolent dictator should do. Right. This guy is sharp as a tack, and I I, I interviewed him like I, I don't know five years ago, one on one in his in his own private office, one who's retired, very very smart guy, and I respect him. Not that I agree with his points of view, but he is doing what a president of a country is supposed to do, which is looking out for the interests of the citizens in that country. Biden is doing the exact opposite. He is doing everything possible to destroy the United States. He is not looking out for the best interests of the citizens of the United States. He is letting in millions and millions of illegal, hostile, foreign, military, military men. age. This is, this is not going to end well. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's being set up. He's destroyed the economy. He's sending hundreds of billions of dollars overseas to countries that we should not be funding. It, it, it is... He's creating inflation, massive inflation. He's destroying the petrodollar. He's pissing off countries all over the world. This is not what the president of a country is supposed to be doing. And I don't care who he is. This is not what a president is supposed to do. He is actively, knowingly destroying the country. And I keep repeating, this is not accidental or stupid or incompetent. This is deliberate. He's just a puppet. The people here pulling his strings had been bought up by China and by the World Economic Forum, and they're here to destroy the U.S. And you know what? They're doing a bang-up job. The U.S. Okay. is a terrible country shape right now, and it's to 2024. I've stated this repeatedly. I believe the United States in 2024 is it's going to be one of the worst years ever in the entire history of the United States.
0: I hope we. I don't survive. know what's going to happen,
1: but it's not going to be nice. No. Guess what? I- so I hope you guys are ready. I know I am. I've pre- I've been preparing for years. My sister laughs. Oh, you're a prepper. Yeah. Well, yes. There's a reason for it. I see what's coming. I don't know what horrible thing is going to happen, but I know I've discussed what I wrote about COVID, you know, in January when, before it hit the U.S. Yep. It's like, look, guys, here's what I see coming. And people just laugh and joke. It's like you're a moron. OK, you can call me a moron all you want, but I, here's what I see. And you know what? I wish I was wrong. But most of the times I'm usually not. It's That's so what scares that me. sounds arrogant and stupid. But when I'm talking about energy and all the politics that goes with it, it's like. I'm sorry. You are free to argue and disagree, but prove you know, me wrong. Come up with a different way of looking at it. Sorry, Tom,
0: I, I got to go work out because this conversation yep. got me all worked up and I got to get my mind back into a good place. I did go, get some good church in today, but for our podcast listeners, this was Tom Kirkman. Follow him on LinkedIn. He's the climate um, pope. And uh, now for our podcast listeners on YouTube. He's got what I recognized as a part of an oak or a uh for a plow horse or mule. Uh, oh, hanging, yeah, right, uh, hanging on his wall, uh, up yep. over his I- left shoulder. I'm on a farm right now, and yep. this
1: was actually used on the farm.
0: I, I have several in my blacksmith shop from my granddad on our farm uh, and everything else. And I'm rebuilding my, uh, blacksmith shop for the very same reason of everything that we've talked about. (laughs) So, um, anyway, with that, thank you so much for Tom, for stopping by the podcast.
1: It's been a pleasure and a laugh and a hoot talking (laughs) with you as usual. So Stuart, you are one of the few people that really understands how my brain works because we seem to have similar um, similarly differently wired brains what can i say uh,
0: we i i think we were twins at birth that were separated <laughs> uh, i'm not going to say siamese but we, we were <laughs> I,
1: I think i got dropped on my head a couple of times and i was a baby so that uh, might I, have
0: some i fell in the well got kicked by a mule my eyes got straight that was a <laughs> it, never mind okay thanks man